We are glad to announce we have partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. In case you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respective sport. For this NFL season, Thrive allows you to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The most points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1. Use promo code PODCAST when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And Today, we will be talking about some recent news in the college football world. And, of course, the Red River rivalry was just played with Texas and Oklahoma. And, Henry, this was one of the better ones we've seen in recent years. If not, it might have been the best. And this was a high-scoring game per usual. I mean, these two offenses are normally great, and they were great again in this game. And this has to be one of the better games we will be seeing all year. But, Henry, there was a big uh, headline in this game, and that was Spencer Rattler getting supposedly benched slash injured in the second quarter. And he was sitting on the bench for a little and then comes back in the second half and leads Oklahoma to a comeback win. So, Henry, what do you have to say about this? Because a lot of people are saying, oh, he was hurt. And then you have the other half of the people saying, oh, he got benched. So what are your ta- what is your take on all of this, Henry? I mean, Andrew, I, I believe he got benched because it was kind of suspicious that he came out right after he fumbled the ball and threw an interception on back-to-back possessions. But it props to him. He came back in the second half and won the game for Oklahoma. I don't think he's been very good this season. He's actually been bad this season in terms of Oklahoma quarterback standards, but he played very well in the second half yesterday, maybe even outplayed Sam Ellinger. I don't really think he did, but he played well enough to beat Texas and not put Oklahoma into probably their worst start in 25 years. Well, Henry, of course, as you know, I mean, Oklahoma quarterback standards are pretty high. So, I mean, if he doesn't reach those, I mean, he could still have a chance of being a solid quarterback in college football. But he has not been playing good, Henry. And I mean, I I was honestly shocked not only to see him come back in the game, because I do believe he was benched because of his play. But I am shocked to see that he actually let a comeback win. And because I heard his leadership is not one of the best parts of his game and he is not a great leader for this Oklahoma team. I heard there's a lot of leadership problems there and he just hasn't been playing good. So when you look at all the the stuff around Spencer Rattler, it's not looking that positive, but props to him. I mean, he ended up winning one of the biggest games he'll play all season. And the Oklahoma Sooners offense, I mean, they're not looking that bad. I mean, of course, with a first-year starter, they might have look a little sloppy and have a little slip-ups. 
But I mean, as of right now, they look like they're getting in the into their groove, and I'm excited excited to see what Oklahoma has to offer for the rest of the season. But let's get into Texas. I mean, this kind of ruined their hopes for any sort of college football playoff berths, you know. And Sam Ellinger was hoping to have a big year, as I believe this will be his last year at Texas. So, what do you think about Sam Ellinger and this Texas team? You know, Andrew, so far, you can definitely say they've underperformed in terms of standards of what they thought they were going to be this season. But I still think they can turn it around, get into a New Year's Six Bowl game if they end up winning the Big 12 Conference, which, to be honest, probably wouldn't be the best thing for the Big 12 because it would take every team out of playoff contention, including Oklahoma State, who is really the only playoff contender left in this Big 12 Conference. But... You know, Texas obviously did not play very well yesterday. They they need to be get a lot better on defense. Sam Ellinger, I thought, played very well. Probably played, or definitely, in my opinion, played better than Spencer Rattler, but that defense just isn't able to show up at when they're needed, and I think that's a huge red flag for Texas. Yeah, and Henry, you're watching that game, and towards, like, the overtimes, the defense was just gassed for on both sides. I mean – when you're playing in that type of heat and you go into a quadruple overtime game, I, I would assume that these defenses are missing some tackles, you know, but Sam Ellinger had an incredible game. You cannot possibly blame it on him. Of course he had the interception that ended the game, but I, you can't put the blame on him in any sort of way for the, for this game. He was the one who actually kept him in this game. So if you're telling me that Sam Ellinger lost this game for Texas, you're crazy. I would have, if I were to place a blame on someone or, or some group, it would be the defense. They just didn't hold Spencer Rattler, who has typically not been playing that good recently. And he was able to score touchdowns all over that defense. But Sam Ellinger, I believe he had like two touchdowns and or passing touchdowns and four rushing touchdowns. He had an incredible game. And I really thought Sam Ellinger had the chance to have a Heisman type season. He still might be able to, I mean, he's putting up great numbers and of course, Texas, their playoff hopes are probably gone now with two losses. And they, they had playoff expectations coming into the season with having one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, but obviously it isn't turning out well for that, uh, for that type of season. And maybe, maybe they can get into the Big 12 championship game, but it's not looking bright for the Texas Longhorns. But Henry, let's get into our next topic. And of course, this was probably the best game of the night going into the night with uh, first ranked Clemson and seventh ranked Miami. And Clemson are looking like the clear title uh, contenders and title leaders in this race. I mean, they, they blew Miami out of the waters, Henry. And Travis Etienne is by far, Henry, the best running back in college football as of right now. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about a game next where a running back did perform really well. But Henry, Etienne, I think, could, could hold the, the title as the best running back in college football right now. But Henry, what do you have to say about Trevor Lawrence and this explosive Clemson offense? And Andrew, from the teams that are playing right now, it's clear cut that they're the best team in college football. I mean, there's only one team you could probably say that is on their level and they're not playing football right now, and that's Ohio State. But talking about Travis Etienne, I mean, 
he reminds me a lot of Alvin Kamara, but a better downhill runner. As you know, I mean, Alvin Kamara is known as more of a receiving back. I mean, and Travis Etienne is definitely a very good receiving back, but he also is a very good downhill runner. And I'm very excited to see what he does in the NFL, along with his quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who played phenomenal last night. I mean, I don't think he's as good as Justin Field. That's from a personal opinion. I think they're probably tied. But, I mean, this guy is, for NFL scouts, I mean, what scouts drool over. I mean, he's 6'5", and he's a very good runner. And, I mean, if I was a scout, I'd probably take him number one. I just personally think Justin Fields is a little better than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and Henry, you just see Trevor Lawrence play and the enthusiasm he plays with is just incredible. I mean, you see him get his, he he almost get knocked out by this Miami defense. He's taking hit after hit and he took one hit. It was around midfield where he just got speared. And I think the guy's helmet went straight into his stomach and he was down for a while and he could barely move or breathe. And then he gets back up and tries to get back in the huddle for the next play. I mean, that's just something that all teams want as their quarterback. That's someone who is a leader. That's someone who is just, you want to have around your team, Henry. And this guy, the talent on him as well. I mean, it's just incredible. And to end that drive where he got knocked or close to getting knocked out and he was on the ground for a while. I mean, he ends the drive with the quarterback sneak cats in the defender's face who gave him a late hit on the touchdown run and <laughs> spikes the ball. And obviously he gets an unsportsmanlike conduct, but I mean, that's the enthusiasm you want your star player to play with. And he has it. And ETN, of course, I mean, he is incredibly strong. I mean, he's very uh, quick and uh, athletic, but he's strong too. I mean, you see him, I saw him just truck a guy at the goal line. Uh, It wasn't a, the play wasn't a touchdown, but it was a very long run. And to finish the run, he he throws a guy down and and ends up coming down with him, but it was an, an incredible play. And that defense is playing well as it also I mean, shutting down one of the better quarterbacks in college football, Derrick King. So, Henry, this Clemson team right now is looking like they're second to none. And they have a really good chance at taking on this title later in the season, Henry. But let's move on to our next topic. And this is is the team where I said their running back might have had a better performance than ETN last night. And that's the Alabama Crimson Tide. And, of course, they played a tight game against Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. So Henry, what do you have, what do you think about this game in this Alabama uh, offense and defense? I mean, the offense had a great game, but the defense didn't really perform that well, giving up, I believe, forty five points to Ole Miss, who isn't doesn't really have the best of offenses in the SEC. You know, Andrew, I was really disappointed to see how bad Alabama's defense is. But speaking about Ole Miss, I mean, they have a bright future under Lane Kiffin. I mean, the fact that they're able to keep it close with Alabama in Lane Kiffin's third game as a head coach at Ole Miss, I mean, it's very impressive. And I'm very much looking forward to Ole Miss getting back to the days where they were able to beat Alabama. But in terms of Alabama, I mean, you saw Najee Harris have a great game. I mean, he rushed for 200 yards and five touchdowns. You can't do much better than that. 
That offense is explosive, impossible to stop. And I'm really looking forward to, Andrew, seeing the best defense in the country, Georgia, against Alabama, who's definitely a top three offense in the country next week. Yeah, and Henry, I mean, Najee Harris goes off for 200 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, what else could you ask for your running back to do? I mean, incredible performance. Mac Jones is looking great. I mean, obviously there were talks about him possibly getting replaced by the number one quarterback in the country from the recent recruiting class, Bryce Young. But obviously it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon with Mac Jones playing at a very high level. But Henry, you talked about Georgia and I really want to talk about Georgia. So let's, let's talk about that Georgia Tennessee game actually. And the Georgia Bulldogs, I actually had Tennessee winning this game because I did not think Georgia looked that impressive against Auburn. I didn't think that offense was anything special, but they come out and they put it on Tennessee. I mean, it wasn't really that hot of a start, obviously with Tennessee leading 21 to 14 in, in late second quarter, maybe halftime, I believe, but Georgia just put it on them. And that offense just destroyed that Tennessee defense in the second half. And Henry, what do you have to say about this Georgia team? Because obviously their quarterback was not the quarterback who they expected to start at this point of the season. Yeah, Andrew, and if you're looking, and if Georgia looked before the season, I think they expected this quarterback in Stanson Bennett to be the four-string quarterback behind Dewan Mathis, JT Daniels, and Jamie Newman, but obviously things change, and he's the starting quarterback now, and I think he's played very well. He's definitely in for an easy game next week, especially how, with how bad that Alabama defense has been. But Georgia's defense is really going to have to step up against Alabama's offense, led by Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and that insane receiving core led by Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, and John Michi. And the emergence of John Mechie has really, really been huge for Alabama's success this year as they lost uh, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy last year. And I think they needed that third receiver to – get that receiving core back to what it was last year. And he's definitely been great for Mac Jones. And I think Mac Jones will perform next week at a very high level. And he has to, if they want to compete against that Georgia defense. Yeah. And Henry, that Georgia defense played very well. And, and I believe they held Tennessee to very little points, if any, in that second half, but that, that Georgia offense, I mean, I was not expecting them to put up, as many points as they did and I am just impressed with uh Bennett the QB I mean I did not think he was going to be the guy who would lead Georgia past Tennessee who is of ranked 14th in the country I believe I mean they are a solid team and I believe Tennessee had the lead going into the second half and they Georgia just blew them out of the waters in that second half and Henry I am very impressed with how Georgia's playing, but let's get into the SEC, another game down there. And that of course is the Florida Gators against the Texas A&M, another ranked matchup. And Florida took an unexpected loss to Texas A&M. And I don't think this was the best coach game by Jimbo Fisher. He had a couple slip ups at the end of the first half when calling a timeout when they shouldn't have and a lot of things that could have led to a touchdown, which ended in a field goal drive and Florida. I mean, 
national championship hopes and they took an early season loss which isn't good if you're trying to make the college football playoffs so Henry I mean Kyle Trask obviously a Heisman contender in that explosive Florida offense but that defense isn't looking that amazing Henry for Florida so what do you have to say about this Florida team Andrew, there's no need to sugarcoat it. That Florida defense is absolutely awful, and it's probably the worst defense in the entire Power Five that I've seen so far. And they're they're not at the pace they're playing. They're not gonna. This won't be the only game they lose. They're gonna lose to Georgia. They'll probably end up losing to Tennessee because that defense is so bad. I mean, Kyle Trask can go out there and score 45 a game, but with how bad that defense is, the other quarterback is gonna have a field day throwing for 500 yards and seven touchdowns. I mean, it's, it's incredible how bad that defense is and how they went from being one of the top defenses in all of college football, and now they're probably one of the worst in all of college football. Yeah, and Henry, the, the SEC is typically known for having some pretty good defenses, and of course, LSU, Florida, and Alabama aren't really impressing anyone with their uh, defensive play this year so far, but Florida, I mean, I don't understand how you can blow this game Texas A&M was, wasn't playing like anything special. They were not playing that well. It's just the defense, I think, totally blew the game for Florida. Kyle Trask did everything he needed to. He is the leader of this offense and of this team, and he does his job week in and week out. That defense needs to start playing better. This Florida team won't go anywhere, Henry. But let's move on to our last topic. And, I mean, this one is probably the most controversial one we've had yet, and that is because Auburn won a game on what looked like a backwards pass that they called an incomplete, which was ended up being covered by Arkansas. But then they called it incomplete, which clearly a lot of people think it wasn't. So Henry, what do you think of this Auburn game against Arkansas? Because that slip up by the refs ended up being a game-winning field goal for Auburn. So what do you have to say about this game? And do you think Auburn should have won that game? No, Andrew, Auburn should not have won that game. And I like how Sam Pittman is running this Arkansas team. I mean, they were a blown call away from being two and one and beating two ranked teams. And it's it's unfortunate how bad the refs were. I mean, it took five minutes to make the wrong call. And it's unfortunate, but that's football for you. Auburn will move on at two and one and have a chance to make it to the playoff and Arkansas's slim playoff hopes are now diminished, especially playing in the SEC conference. But I don't think Auburn is very good this year, and I think it'll be hard for them to win against the likes of Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, and Henry, the reason because of this call, the ref said, and the SEC came out with a statement saying there was a fumble and a recovery by quarterback Bo Nix, and he did throw the ball, which they did admit that it was a backwards pass. But they said there wasn't a clear recovery immediately after the ball was uh, thrown behind Bo Nix, for which the refs blew it dead then. So technically, they're saying it was a dead ball because there was no clear recovery after the throw, immediately after the backwards pass. So they ended up giving or so that they had no choice but to give Bo Nix an incomplete pass since there was no immediate recovery since the players initially believed it was a dead ball. So the uh, 
refs ended up blowing it dead. So Henry, I can't say that this was the right call because I believe Arkansas recovered that in time, but apparently according to uh, the SEC rule book, there is a rule saying the ball is dead and there is no immediate, or the ball is thrown behind and it is a fumble and there's no immediate recovery, then they have to blow it dead. And I think the refs did what they had to do. Obviously, there was a five-minute uh, review because this was probably one of the tougher calls we've seen in recent history. But according to the rule book, I think they did make the right call after the call was blown. I mean, they had no choice but to call what they did after review. But the initial call, I don't think, was correct. And they should have let the players play and let them recover that. So at least SEC came out and uh, said it was a fumble or it, and it was a backwards pass. But Henry, this Auburn team should not have won that game. And I, I'm just really sad because Arkansas played them very well. And I thought they should have been there to upset Auburn. Obviously, that's not how it turned out. And I, I don't know what to say, Henry. I mean... That, that was as close as it gets. And, of course, they gave Bo Nix an incomplete pass. And since he was in the pocket, it was an intentional grounding call. And, obviously, they got moved back a couple yards but still make the uh, field goal to win the game. So, Henry, I believe that's all we have here. But if you don't have anything more to add on to uh, this last game that we talked about with Auburn or any of the other games or topics – we talked about or didn't talk about, then I think this would be a good time to wrap it up. Yeah, Andrew, as you mentioned, it is a good time to wrap it up. I want to make a quick note. We will have Big Ten football in 13 days from today. And I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are probably Big Ten football fans. And I can pretty, I'm pretty sure we can all say that we are very excited. But with that, I think it'd be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, We want to thank everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.